0: Listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you had a great weekend. We've got a lot to go over for you today. Bachelorette, episode five, is tonight. Got some spoiler news. Big Brother last night. Very interesting things going on now. And an update on my Achilles. And maybe we'll get to a uh, sports take involving my favorite team. We'll get to that momentarily. Do not forget this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135 and use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes, plus free shipping on your first box. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. So episode five tonight in Bruges, Belgium, Avon gets a one-on-one with Rachel, Johnny gets his one-on-one with Gabby. There are group dates, and this is going to be the episode that's going to focus around Logan switching his, I don't know what you want to call it, allegiance from Rachel to Gabby. As I've explained in the last couple weeks, this isn't something that has been sneaking around or anything like that. By, By all things that we've seen on television, we haven't even seen Logan speak to Gabby. And it just has been brewing underneath the surface. He obviously hasn't even been allowed to speak with Gabby. And tonight he just decides to tell Rachel and we see how they handle it. As we know, he does go over to the other team. Gabby doesn't immediately drop him and say, well, you did that to Rachel. So you're done. Does not go that way. But we also know that, um, Logan doesn't get a hometown, and next week is the episode before hometowns in Amsterdam. So clearly she gives him a chance, but it just doesn't seem to work out. And, you know, gosh, after tonight, we're going to be halfway through the season. Episode-wise, I believe. Because we're looking at, uh, well, we'll be be five in. They have not given out their schedule of what the rest of the season is going to look like. All we know is that. The 27th of September is when Bachelor in Paradise begins. And if you map out 11 weeks of this season, that doesn't put us up to the 20th of September. So we'll see how it goes. I think that there's still a lot. We we know they're going to double up on a certain week. They always do. And we just don't know what week that is. Either they go Sunday, Monday, or Monday, Tuesday. So we'll see what happens. Um, I know Monday Night Football starts September 12th and that I believe is also going to be on ABC this year instead of in the past just being on on ESPN so if they're on ABC starting on the 12th either the bachelorette is going to be done by September 5th the week before or the last few weeks of the bachelorette are going to be on Tuesdays because NFL is on uh, Monday Night Football is going to be on ABC. Actually, now that I think about it, Monday night football is still going to be on ESPN this year. However, in the beginning of the season, I believe there's three in the first three weeks, two of the weeks, I think it's week one and week three are having games simulcast on ESPN eight and ABC. I know week one is September 5th and then week three Cowboys and Giants is also on ABC and um, ESPN. So, and ESPN, two as well, they're showing. the But for the whole season, no. It's still on Monday nights, except they're just adding in a few weeks where it's going to be simulcast. But those few weeks, two of them are in the first three weeks of the season. So that'll be September 5th and September 19th. So the 5th and the 19th, you can't have Bachelorette. You saw me tweet over the weekend that I've got some things coming up this week. They all start with S. Surgery stories, and spoilers. I still haven't decided which day I'm doing which on, but you're getting them this week. And there is some, in terms of the spoilers, obviously I know that's what everyone is just fired up on, and I just don't know which day I'm doing which just yet. Finishing up some story work on one of the contestants. Like I mentioned uh, last week, got one story about a contestant that was from earlier this season you probably know which one that was about and then i've got a a really big story that um i think needs to be heard and and then obviously we've got spoilers there's no need to tease what spoilers i have for this week but you're going to know them either tomorrow or wednesday i can pretty much tell you that you're going to know them i'm not going to tease it and not give it to you you're going to get your A story and spoiler this week. I just don't know which day each one is coming. And, you know, I'll I'll watch tonight's episode and just kind of see how it goes and see where we're at with things. And I might not even want to recap tonight's episode because I know that the story uh, about a contestant is very detailed. You know, if I'm going to run a story... Especially after things that have happened in the past, you bet your ass this is going to be detailed, so there will be no questions whatsoever uh, about its validity. And trust me, there's no question about this one. But people can form their own opinions about what they, what they think about the whole situation. So we'll see where it goes uh, with that. As for the surgery, I've decided to go through with it. I met with an orthopedic surgeon on Friday, and they basically told me, look, if you want to remain active, surgery is your best option. Just the chance to re-rupture my Achilles by letting it heal on its own, the the risk is too high. There's a better chance of me re-rupturing the Achilles if I just let it heal on its own. And if I want to stay active, which obviously I want to do, I got to get surgery. So the surgery is going to happen, I believe, I'm supposed to find out later today. It's either going to happen tomorrow or Wednesday. And, you know, it's a pretty simple surgery. This is a surgery that's done numerous times by orthopedic surgeons and should be pretty simple. I think I'm going to be in a splint for about a week after the surgery and then go back into the boot. And that's when I can, you know, start going to the gym again and just doing upper body stuff, because that's what's really bummed me out is putting in some gym work the last two months and then having to basically stop for the last week and a half since I injured it. And yeah, well, I injured it last Monday. God, it's only been a week. Sheesh. Yeah, it's only been a week. And then uh, but by the time I get out of a splint, it'll be about two, two and a half weeks from the time of the injury uh, to where I can get back. So, you know, it's been a while. I was trying to think of the last time I went under. I was put under by anesthesia in a doctor's office. I I I want to say middle school. And that's when I got my teeth pulled. And that was just, you know, gas mask. I don't think they do gas mask for this, do they? Probably do other some other form of anesthesia where you know you're out, obviously. But I was told the surgery itself takes maybe 20 minutes. They just kind of go in there and attach the Achilles, and just a sew job is basically what it is. And recovery gonna be a while. You know, it's gonna. It's I, ha, I can't go to rehab until it it heals better. And then I'll start some sort of rehab. I should be able to walk normal, I think, in 8 to 12 weeks. So at about the 2 to 3-month mark, I should be able to be walking again, but running and jumping, probably not going to be for another 6 months. So, you know, uh, it, it sucks. You know, I like I said, my injury was more along the lines of just old age, you know, getting older, because I've ran and jumped at the gym and done mountain climbers numerous times at the gym over the last... 15, 20 years and my Achilles never tore and it did last Monday. So I didn't do anything different. It was just, it was the second round of doing mountain climbers and it was about 10 seconds into that round of doing it. So yeah, it just, it wasn't like I stepped wrong or stepped on something. It just tore on one plant. So fortunately that's where we're at and just want to get surgery, get it done. Of course, me looking ahead, I'm not really thrilled about the fact that I'm going to have to be walking around Las Vegas in a boot for four days come first week of NFL season. You know, it'll be a month in. I'll be a little bit better by then. It'll heal by then at least somewhat. But it's looking at, like I said, about eight to 12 weeks before I walk normal and then, you know, running and jumping is not going to be for a while. But just having to lug that thing around and being all sweaty and itchy just in the minutes that I have it on, here, you know, if I drive somewhere, if I drive to lunch or whatever and come back, just for having that boot on for 45 minutes to an hour is just ugh. You just want to scratch and <laughs> it's all sweaty and all that, huh? Anyway, so I'm gonna have to deal with that. Did you catch celebrity uh family feud last night? Forgot, I was gonna say celebrity tic tac toe, I don't know why. Celebrity Family Feud last night, two 30-minute shows. The first 30 minutes, sorry, I didn't watch the Darby family against uh, Jay Farrow and his family because I wanted to fast-forward it to Bachelor Nation versus Be- uh, Becca's team, Becca Kufrin. So it was Mari, it was Becca, Thomas, Kenny Mari, and um, God, who were the fifth person? Why am I? <laughs> Why am I blank? Oh, um, uh, Mike Johnson against Bachelor Nation, which was Michelle and Nate. Yes. Joe, Grocery Store Joe and Serena and Rodney. And, you know, if you haven't watched Celebrity Family Feud in the last few years since it got rebooted on ABC, like it is so overtly sexual, like the sexual innuendos In every single question or every single answer, not every answer, but every single subject has some sort of sexual innuendo to it. Like the very first one where it was Michelle competing against Becca. Name the last thing you licked. Ooh, okay. You know, know, we're supposed to insinuate dick or something. You know, it's just like, anyway. uh, (laughs) So Michelle's side won. They took control of the board. A uh, grocery store. Joe said a uh, sandwich. I, didn't, I thought you eat sandwiches. I didn't know you lick them. Yeah. So that got an X Serena said toothbrush. That was an X Serena. And I came back around to Serena and she said a plate that got an X. And then Becca's team won. And then the next category, we surveyed a hundred women. Where do you find all the good men? Oh, okay. More relationship stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so, it's so hokey. Good god. I I almost couldn't. It was just like I was just watching it for the daily roundup today. That's all I re, I would never watch this show regardless. Um couple other categories gaining weight uh you know, you know you're gaining weight when you can't pull your pants up past where. And then the final category was if you own a dog, don't get them a Christmas ornament that looks like what? And Michelle's team controlled the board. They got three X's. It went over to Becca, and their answer was Sock. There was only one answer left on the board. They answered Sock. That was wrong. The answer was Fire Hydrant. So Michelle's team got to get to the go to the bonus round to win, you know, to compete for $25,000, and who are the two that get to go to the bonus round? Michelle and Nate. Uh, that's probably, probably not fun for them to have to relive that. I'm guessing neither of them even watched it last night, but – Michelle went first and got 173 points because the show is a joke. (laughs) These categories and questions are so easy and so stupid. By the way, back in the day when Richard Dawson used to tongue down all the married women on that show, when you got to the final round, it was 15 seconds for the first person and 20 for the second person because the second person is probably going to repeat an answer or two of the first person. Now it's 20 seconds for the first person and 25 seconds for the second person. There's just, it's so easy. And I've watched it on occasion when there's been like, you know, WWE wrestlers or NFL stars that have have gone on Celebrity uh, Family Feud, even though I said I didn't watch it. (laughs) I have watched the Celebrity ones on occasion. I don't watch it every week. But, my point being is, what exactly is, I, they're all, they're all easy. I'm just wondering, has anyone not won the bonus round since, ABC decided to bring back Celebrity Family Feud. Has anybody actually not gotten the 200 points needed? Because some of the questions are so obvious and you get the answer and, you know, it's out of 100 people and the answer gets you like 55 points. If you get two number one answers, you're already over 100. It's just, it's ridiculous. Anyway, the five questions for Michelle and Nate, but Michelle basically ran through the category. Uh, if you're dancing cheek to cheek with somebody, uh, where would you put your hands? Uh, Name a fruit that you cut open. Uh, Another sexual reference here. Uh, Name a type of water people make love in. Um, A state with a beautiful coastline and a sea creature that pinches you. And Michelle went waste. That got her 30 points. Fruit to cut open was watermelon, 25 points. Water people make love in. Hot tub, 34 points. State with the best coastline. Florida, 22 points. Sea creature that pinches you. She said crab. That got her 62 points. She had 173 points after the first round. Nate needed 27. I mean, come on. Nate could have done that with earplugs in. Last, um, dancing. Where you put your hands when you're dancing. Cheek to cheek with someone. Nate said hips. That was seven points. Fruit you cut open. He said pineapple. That got him 25. That was tied for the number one answer with watermelon, and they won. We didn't get to see. We do not even know it. State with the most beautiful coastline, the the number one answer was California, which is what Nate said. So if they were actually doing all the points on this, they probably would have gotten pl- close to 300 points. But, yeah, like I said, this was filmed months ago when they were still together, and, yeah, it probably sucked to have to watch that back. But that's what happens. What's the moral of the story, kids? Um, Don't break up after you film a show that hasn't aired yet. I don't know. Big brother last night. I'm getting better at, uh, you remember I told you, I've only been watching since season 21, but I usually forget a lot of stuff. I'm getting better at it because didn't last week on one of the daily roundups, I said, Daniel and Monty are probably playing the best game so far. And that's basically after the last uh, eviction on Thursday. It's basically what Daniel, oh not Daniel and Monty, um, Michael and Monty were playing the best games. And Daniel basically outed them and said, you guys are playing the best. You guys are going to win. One of you guys is going to win. So I thought that was interesting that my memory is getting better on this show. Of course, just as I say that, I'm going to say this. How come we didn't see Michael's HOH room? I thought when he had a new HOH, you got to see his room. He invites everybody up. Everyone goes in at the same time and he reads a letter. Now, Here's my forgetfulness. Did Michael already win HOH? I know he's won two power of vetoes, if not three. Because he has four wins total. He either has three power of vetoes and this was his first HOH, or two powers of vetoes and two HOHs. But I don't even remember him having an HOH before where he invited people up to his room and read a letter. So I'm blanking. My bad. Now, as for their strategy, here's where I'm a tad confused. Obviously, we know Daniel is got no allies in the house right now. He's not going to win. He has no chance to win, even if he somehow managed to get to the end. Nobody's going to vote for him. But Michael's strategy of putting up Joseph, Monty and Terrence was, hey, it will show that people will see that maybe they think we're not working with them, because why would you put up people that you're working with? And if he really wants to backdoor Daniel, he's going that route. And that's great and all, but. What if Michael and Brittany win power of veto? Michael's going to take down his three that he put up and put Daniel up and Daniel will realize, Oh, while you pretended that I wasn't the target, I am obviously. So this whole thing, this whole facade of putting Joseph Monty and Terrence up doesn't seem to really hold a lot of water. Like he's thinking he's tricking Daniel but once Daniel eventually goes up unless Daniel gets picked for power veto and wins it, he's going up. I guess there's that possibility because aren't in real time power veto nominations today. I guess in real time it, it it is or it's maybe maybe some of you already know the answer because you're following on the live feeds. but Michael did say in one of the diary rooms last night kind of as the show was going off the air, like I've been waiting 20 years to play this game. And I'm I'm here to play and I'm here to make a big move. And he knows that Monty is the biggest other threat in the game to him. So if Michael and Brittany win power veto, Joseph, Monty and Terrence certainly think they're coming off the block. What if Michael just keeps them there and convinces the rest of the house to vote Monty out? I guess that's a possibility because you don't really need to get rid of Daniel right now. He's got no allies. He's got no strength in this game. So that'll be Interesting. I'm curious to see what happens, and like I said, not following along to the live feed, so I'm sure it's already happened, and I'll find out on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to save my uh, baseball stuff for tomorrow, but it's just uh, it's it's about my favorite team. So, but while it's about my favorite team, I'm also being very objective when I speak about them. So we'll get to that tomorrow. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you had a great weekend, and we are back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup. And I'll talk to you then. See you!